The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Business Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericabusiness.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Welcome to Amplified. We're the show that will help you take your message, whatever it may be, and get it out through social media, networking, and other marketing channels. Maybe even some that you've never thought of. Whether you're an organization, small or large business, or you just have the next positive message that's sure to go viral, you'll want to stay tuned this hour. Now, here's your host, Ken Rashawn. Well, welcome to Amplified. We are reamped. We are ready to go today. And normally I'd be calling in from Chiang Mai, Thailand, but I'm here in D.C. And it's kind of strange how a turn of events can yield all kinds of amazing things. And one of the most amazing things is that I've had a, a wonderful week, a week and a half actually, working with Joyce White. How are you doing, Joyce? Hey, I'm great, Ken. Thanks. Well, I just want to say it has been a real pleasure working in the trenches, building books, building systems, engines, and you are the best. And I just wanted to not only share my appreciation, but I also wanted to let the audience know how dynamic you are. So you're probably one of the best business innovation strategists I've met. And you believe people are the greatest asset. You build strong strategic alliance globally from life and diverse experiences. And I understand your dad was very important to you and that you seek to be a person that contributes value to the world and a catalyst for others. You believe in immersing yourself in cultures and learning from others. And your dad, George, has been a life mentor. So what's the Georgeism that he shared with you? Well, the first thing that comes to mind, Ken, is the one I'm going to say. It says, and it's his career advice to me. He said, Joycey, do what makes you happy. My dad was a patent attorney, and he had a lot of education. And with that wisdom, he sort of left me up to my own devices to figure that out. That is probably the best advice a parent could give. Yeah. It was the best advice because I had to figure it out. I had to find my path, and I had to find that journey and and just figure it out. And um, he was always there to support me and discuss things, but never to uh, contribute his thoughts until I would ask. Well, I have to say, I took your dad's advice this past week, which helped me make the decision to work on these two books that have meant a lot to me and are going to feature our lovely team, as it were. And I'm going to give you an opportunity to uh, share your secret sauce of how you actually see a problem and create a solution that's so powerful. Because case in point, this show and this team was actually created by a simple question of how can we make the show better. So how did you go about that? Well, the first thing I sort of do is um, I sort of look through my relationship Rolodex, if that sounds corny, but I, I really look at the relationships over all the years, and then I sort of think about people, and then I think about their core values first. To make uh, strategic partnerships, you have to go right to that. What is at the core? 
And then after that, start thinking about skill sets that would be complementary. So uh, it's sort of like reverse engineering, like what is the outcome that you want? And then coming backwards and, you know, going through all that Rolodex of people and seeing who would work and what would the dynamics be that would create a great synergy. You know, that is such a powerful way of thinking. And I have to say, you wouldn't be the first successful person that reverse engineers things so that they get the outcome they want. And it saves a lot of time, a lot of heartache, and obviously uh, the frustration level (laughs) cannot be traded. So um, I've learned so much in working with you for the past six months and just wanted to thank you that it seems like every single thing that I was working on for the past four or five years can be redone so efficiently and every single person I brought you to, they want to steal you away. Not, not that they're technically uh, going to be capable of that. They just want you because you're so incredible about seeing a project, seeing how it can be completed. And there's just so many ideas in this world. And um, I, I run an idea people all the time and they don't necessarily take those ideas to fruition, which is really what it's all about. So thank you very much for being part of so many great projects. Well, thank you. Thank you for the opportunity. It's great. It's been and I understand time. you've been wanting to do a book for some time and that something happened this past weekend that caused a shift. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, a lot of things in my life uh, sort of come out of an urgency or a crisis. Uh, and I really look at, at crisis or urgency type things as, gee, And I ask a better question, like, what great things could happen from this? So there was a little bit of an urgency for me to um, download a book. And uh, so I made that happen with with other people and uh, came up with a a title for a book, uh, Shift, Discover the People, Discover that People Are Your Greatest Asset. And this is really something that I've lived my whole life and how I've lived and what I've done in work, but I've, um, I've done it through writing in different means. Like I've done a lot of writing and grants and proposals and uh, curriculum and uh, guidelines and, you know, books and technical writing, a lot of technical writing. And um, I haven't written, I've done, then applied that with people in my business. I've done application, but I've never downloaded that into a book form where I've spoken then to people where it'll get out to the masses. So because of an urgency, I decided to do that with some help of some other people brainstorming because I'd love to collaborate and it, it was born. Yeah. And I understand the serendipity of uh, an event that I did in California meeting Jonathan Green at breakfast at a presidential club became a real asset to you getting this not only done, but done powerfully. Yeah, for sure, for sure. So um, you introduced me to Jonathan Green, and then I took some time to talk with him. Um, Not so much about myself at first. It really wasn't about myself at all. Uh, It was just an exploratory discovery kind of conversation, learning about each other and learning how we could grow and learn from each other. And then, um, then this event came about to come up with the book, and I reached out to him. And we started having conversation about this and brainstorming online, and bam, magic happened. So it was great. Well, it was awesome. I knew I he want was the to turn them for me that I would connect with. Well, I wanted to turn the introduction from you to 
since you know our team so well, giving you the honor of introducing them. And like I said, because you've been working with me on these two books, they, uh, they're going to be in the book. You're in the book. Jonathan Green's in the book. And these are not just shout-outs. These are actual photos and books that are being shared with the world. And my hope is that everyone that is in this book gets that much more uh, deserved amplification so that they can have more impact in the world. So without further ado, please introduce our team. Okay, that's exciting. So um, we have Gita Krishna, and I know Gita for quite a long time, and she actually contributes on a platform that I have about gratitude. She's an outstanding organizational leader, and uh, she is from India, and she is such an awesome contributor. So uh, I want to introduce her first, and I bring, brought her into the fold, and then I knew Sharon... Um, was a friend of Gita's because Gita also has a platform, a teleconference that's international, and I heard Sharon on there. And then I talked to Sharon a couple times on the phone. I didn't know her as well as Gita, but I knew that they had that connection. And then, Ken, I saw pictures, photos of you and Sharon at another event that I was not at, but I saw the energy between the two of you. And so that together all combined with making these connections and seeing would this work and talking to the people and seeing that it was just going to be a great connection and everybody agreed and here we are today. I'm so hey. excited. Hey! <laughs> Thank you. Thank you so well, much. Joyce, I tell you, I feel like there's this four degrees of separation between us, right? Yeah. Because <laughs> it's lovely, 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 and it is such a delight to have gotten to know you over the last couple of weeks, and I know there's this mutual bond between you and Gita on your mutual platforms for gratitude, which is so huge for me, and I know Ken feels the same way about living your life of thankfulness and gratitude, and I have just the most awesome job today is to introduce my friend, and you know you've got a friend when they invite you over to their house and they feed you scrumptious meals, Right. That is my litmus for a friendship. <laughs> and, well, seriously, I, I, I met this funky little lady at the Women's Prosperity Network on conference in Orlando about two years ago, and we went to lunch during the break. Then we got back. We were asked to partner up, find a partner, and I looked at Gita, and she looked at me, and it was like instant bonding. We said we were meant to be together, and we've been together so far, so much so that she followed me back to Atlanta. She was moving back to Atlanta. That was so, so terrific. You know, Gita Krishna, she is probably one of the kindest, most compassionate people I've ever met with such dogged persistence and determination to succeed. One thing I will note, Gita's beautiful smile is very disarming if you've ever met her in person. And she has this great spirit of gratitude that is absolutely boundless. And no wonder her weekly telecall, Dynamic Growth with Gratitude, is so very, very popular. Anybody who's anybody is or will be on that call. So Gita is so very dedicated. I've got to give you guys this, this, this story because that is indicative of who she is. She went home one year to India on vacation, and she broke, I believe it was her leg or her foot that she broke, and she's traveling through the, the bustling city on a bus in pain, yet she's calling into the call to make sure everything was going right. She'd asked me to host it while she was out of the country. <laughs> and, but her dedication, devotion 
she just wanted to make sure everything was okay. So as opposed to looking about her issues, she's like, I'm making sure that all my guests are happy and everything is going well. And my, 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 she is just an amazing person to be relied upon. And did I mention, by the way, that she is a corporate leadership and communications trainer, a consultant, a gratitude executive leadership coach, author, writer, and international speaker. It goes on and on and on. You know, all I can say is I call her my little sister from another mister. (laughs) 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 It is my honor to amplify my friend and my little sister, Gita Kristan. Oh, I'm, I'm just basking in the glory and appreciation that I'm receiving. I'm all flowing with the continuous gratitude that I talk about. It's something, it's so so close to my heart. Sharon, thank you so much. Joyce, thank you, thank you again. And Ken, thank you so much for inviting all of us to create this amazing platform. This is, this is something that is so huge, so amazing that each one of us, are entwined. It's just like a beautiful carpet. We, we've woven into each other, and that speaks of the synergy that we are creating right now. I'm so grateful mm-hmm. just to be here and share with you all. Thank you so much for all the rose petals and the lovely, warm welcome, fragranced welcome that I've received right now. And it's my pleasure and honor to introduce my dear big sister, as I call her, Sharon Frame. What, what do I say? Sharon, Sharon Frame embodies who she is. She walks the talk right from the second that you see her. You look at her and you know that you have somebody whom you can relate to, you, whom you can just connect with. And that's the kind of the, the aura that Sharon Frame emits. And all those who have met her, you, you would share the same. I saw her on the dais sharing. That was the first time uh, I saw her speak. And uh, after that, I, I wanted to keep hearing her speak. It was like she shared the poem, Wired to Win. That is her poem. And it's so much passion, so much energy. Closing her eyes, you could just feel that. You could feel the Wired to Win. Each one of us out there, she received a standing ovation for that. But all of us were so wired at that instant, immediately. And that's the kind of effect, Sharon Frame effect we all had. And each and every time I see her speak, I interact with her, let it be over the phone, let it be uh, as a TT, we, we juggle and we chuckle like little girls. But at the same time, it is the persona that she presents, the way you can never see uh, the, the amount of confidence that she has, that she emulates and she walks, she's actually a, she's an award-winning empowerment speaker and a high-performance speaking coach and the chief advocate for Lead From Love. But she's so amazing, so down-to-earth, connects with you so instantly that you don't even feel that uh, she's projecting something, anything different. She's such an amazing person. Sharon Frame is also the founder and teacher of leadership on land, online, and on the sea. Where else can we find you, Sharon? We are all over, every place. Her leadership philosophy is anchored in ownership, relationships, scholarship, and stewardship, teaching women how to find their voice and step in their space 
of power with clarity, confidence, and conviction. Sharon is an award-winning former CNN anchor and writer, dynamic international speaker, and acclaimed author. She combines her 20-plus years in TV journalism along with her expertise in public speaking, marketing, and sales. And she works with executives, entrepreneurs, business owners, you name it, who wants to achieve extraordinary results with powerful and influential presentation skills. She is the person to go to when any time a lady is in fear or she's finding it difficult to present herself on stage. She is so amazing. She brings the audience in, in captivity. She is, she is really creating that aura in each and every person. The, each and every person wants to be Sharon Freem. That's, that, that's the techniques that she teaches them. And Ms. Freem is the creator and host of two annual conferences, one on land and one on sea, Women Rock, Savannah, and the Leadership Empowerment Cruise. Both serve to teach women to, again, find their voices so they can boldly express themselves and stand in their space of power personally and professionally. She also teaches her popular Lead from Love in business and focus and follow through business workshops and online. Sharon Fame, a big warm welcome to you on this beautiful show and, and I transfer it over to Ken to just take it away and Interact with Sharon. Sharon, wow. welcome. That was thank you. That was amazing, wasn't it? I, I, I'm I'm overwhelmed. I'm speechless, and you know, if you know me for two seconds, you know that's almost impossible. <laughs> <laughs> well, I want. So, I just want to say something that Echoes uh, Gita said, which is that everyone wants to be like you, and I've actually started uh, doing the consulting with Johns Hopkins, and you will be saying in six months that I'm your sister from another mister as well. <laughs> yes, I am, I I am transforming. <laughs> you know, I, I, don't know if it's, I don't know if it's four degrees of separation because that would be too many degrees. I think it's actually a quarter degree because we overlap oh. so many times. And we have Mr. T. Allen Haynes with uh, U-Mission Critical that allowed the opportunity for us to connect and not only connect, but for those photos to be taken that Joyce witnessed. And your energy is amazing. Uh, you're one of those people that it knocks you out if you're not ready for it. And I, I was ready to receive this amazing energy. And I felt like I was, we felt like we were kinfolk within a second. Or I know. I remember when we met, it was almost as if I know you, I, you know, there was an automatic connection and it's the same a feeling I got with Gita there are certain people who travel in your life and show up in your space, and it's almost as if you were meant to be together for some project or for some sort of assignment or some spiritual mission. That was that connectivity of the soul, of the spirit, of the heart I felt with you. Yeah, sure. You wow. are my brother from another mother until you want <laughs> to become my sister from another mister. It's totally up to you. <laughs> no, yeah, we'll, we'll see how long brother. that takes. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> So welcome to the team, and uh, I am really so thankful to Joyce for having the intuition and the insight and wisdom to put this together. I have gotten so excited about what we're going to create together, and when we look back at this a year from now, I think uh, this this will be a very memorial memorialized show because we're at this place and we can actually mark all the things that happen out of that. And we had we had talked about we really want to amplify events and leaders from all of our circles so that they're all getting benefit from the show. 
And with that, is there anybody that you have that you wanted to give a shout-out to that's having an event? Yes, I would love to shout-out to one of my former coaching clients. Her name is uh, Sonia Booker. She is considered the wealth builder in the Atlanta market, similar to like the Susie Orman of Atlanta, perhaps you want to call her. But every year she does a huge event called I Build Wealth. It's all about educating people on how they can build their wealth one dollar or even one decision at a time. What I like about what uh, Sonia does is that she pulls in young people to course correct uh, habits perhaps that they are uh, given by their parents, uh, so it now becomes a generational shift. And uh, she is very big on leaving a legacy, which I know we talk about a lot. What can you do to leave a legacy so that our kids, the new generation, can be better off and can amplify a better, more successful life? So I'll be speaking at the conference. In fact, I'm the opener at the conference at 9 o'clock this Saturday coming. And the topic I'll be talking about is build a better you from the inside out. So build, I build wealth, but first to build the wealth, the wealth of the mind, the wealth of the personal value and the self-confidence is very, very important to lay that proper foundation. So that's why I normally kick off her conference. Shouting out to Sonia Booker, the wealth builder from Atlanta. Well, my request is that you connect me with the photographer so we can amplify those photos and have lots of amazing people connect with that event and help Great. cause abundance for, for you and all the people that attend. Excellent, and I love this whole idea of the shout-out, the Amplified shout-out, because it gives us an opportunity to talk about upcoming guests or just shout-out people who are doing amazing work, tilting the planet towards kindness and gratitude, and the big events that we can all connect with and elevate, shout-out, and amplify. So I'm all for this. Yay! (laughs) Well, we have a local event in D.C., actually in Virginia, Tyson's Corner, with uh, Mema Carmo, and she's has an event called I Manifest Bliss. It's a powerful experimental event that will serve as a catalyst to you living a life you love. And it's this Friday, March 31st, from 11 a.m. to 2 p.m. at Towson Club, Tyson's Corner. We'll be covering that. And so the social media photography will mean that the photos are up the next day. They go viral. And her message and her event will obviously not only explode, but she'll have a bigger following to attend the next event. So let's get to a lovely interview with Sharon. Tell me, Sharon, what is the story you would share with this audience so they would get to know you the best? There are lots of secrets in my closet. Let's see which one should I pull out today. (laughs) I I come from a very humble background. Uh, As Jim Rohn would probably say, you know, you come from this place where Uh, Very few people know you, and um, you find to yourself, or you think to yourself, what is it that I have to give the planet? And as you go through life, you discover yourself. So I was born in Jamaica, in the back hills of, uh, of Jamaica, and somehow, even when a child, as the child growing up, I knew there was something special or something I had to give. I'm not sure if... Um, most people can relate to that. I, I don't know. I just know it. for me, I knew that even though I was a shy guy growing up, I remember being in, in school, being the, the kid who didn't want to raise her hand because my mind, my brain would freeze. But just to the opposite of that, I was a rebel. I, I just bucked the system. And I remember when I was in, I think, the fourth grade, someone in the administration's office thought I was a smart kid. And they bumped me from fourth grade 
to sixth grade. And I got to the sixth grade, and I didn't particularly like the teacher because she was mean. And she would uh, have us uh, do our little spelling bills and spelling bee tests. And if you got one wrong, you'd be punished severely and humiliated in front of the other kids, being spanked. And, and, you know, and uh, so I didn't want to be in that class. And without asking for anyone's permission, I didn't talk it over with my mother or the principal. I gathered my little stuff my pencil and my notebook and my slate, and I marched myself down to fifth grade where Mrs. Henry, or Mrs. Green, I think her name was, was the teacher, and she was very loving. And that little experience taught me something about myself. Uh, as well, it taught me something about life. We gravitate towards what makes us happy, what feeds our soul, and what elevates or amplifies us. And, you know, that fourth grade, fifth grade teacher was that for me. The sixth grade teacher was mean, and I wanted to stay away from her, and she was not good for my system. So we tend to rebel against people who are adverse to our spirits, and you can get that even as a child in fourth or fifth grade. You know who loves you. The irony in all of this, Ken, is that after completing fifth grade, I went to sixth grade and ended up with the same old teacher. <laughs> so I guess <laughs> life has a way of throwing those curves, and it also tells you sometimes you don't get everything you want. So I've been a philosopher even as a child, looking for the story in between the story in between the lines. And um, having come from a single parent, uh, five children, growing up with my mother who worked three jobs sometimes as a single mom, and being the example, the walking epistle of a person who was ambitious, who came to America looking for the American dream, which I so am grateful for, for this country because it gave us the opportunity to amplify our lives. See, I keep using the word amplify because I'm thinking <laughs> later on you'll give me this question about, so what's the name of the show again? <laughs> I'll remember. <laughs> but my mother was, was pivotal in my life. I call her my, my Shiro. Um, she worked hard, but one thing she emphasized, that was education. Uh, we always circled around the Encyclopedia Britannica because that was one thing that she had to get. She had to buy the Encyclopedia Britannica set, and she had to have a library. And to this day, I feel uncomfortable in a house without a library. So I've got books everywhere. I've got books in my closet, in my office, in the, in the, the garage, They're just because I comfort myself with books. And what's interesting about that, Ken, uh, Joyce, and Gita, when I was about four years old, learning to read, I was not a happy camper. I didn't like to read. I didn't like to learn. Or it could have been just that I was rebellious. But I remember distinctly my siblings trying to get me to learn to read, and I would refuse. So what I would do, because they would insist upon it, I would memorize the words on each page with the pictures. So I'd memorize wow. the entire book from page one to page 20, and I could read it if you started with page one because I'd memorize the whole thing. But if you open the book and say, Sharon, what's on this page? I was totally lost. <laughs> but my, my, my learning and my love for books changed dramatically as I grew for, uh, up and, and got to know the, the principal way of living is living through books when you're a child and gathering those characters and those scenarios and traveling great journeys through books. I was a huge fan of Harlequin romance, 
all teenage girls remember those books I'm assuming. I'd go to bed sleeping with a Harlequin romance. I'd go to bed at 2 or 3 o'clock in the morning knowing I had to go to school the next day because I'd be pouring over these books and just eating them up. And that is how my love for reading, I think, really um, just started growing as with my mother's insistence upon us having this Encyclopedia Britannica in the living room, even though we might not have poured over them every day, but just the symbol of education and the opportunity to learn and to journey through life, journey through, through dimensions of history and pick up the nuggets from people who are long gone. Um, so that's my passion. I just absolutely love to read about history and about philosophy and about religion and uh, the way humanity thinks, the human condition, and how do we apply that to now solving some of the deeper problems that we face, the challenges that we face in life. The answers sometimes, sometimes are just a book away, uh, just a little time in reserve thinking about what happened because nothing really under the sun is new. It's just a recycling of philosophies in a different dimension with technology now, uh, the, the, the driving force. So, yeah, I think I, I'll pick up another book and read it because I'm all about books and the opportunity now to pen the books, to put on paper what you feel about life and your own personal philosophy and to drive the conversation in the wired to, wired to Win book, the philosophy is we all came to the planet pre-wired for success, pre-programmed for greatness. I get an opportunity now to write the books and hopefully shift the dialogue and help people change their lives and uh, tilt the planet towards kindness. Well, thank you for that. And you've just, I'm going to actually take this uh, soundbite as my commercial for the 50 Book Challenge, books that will inspire you and change your life forever because you've just proven how much books matter. With that said, we have a break coming up and I wanted to ask you a quick question with uh, a shorter answer. What is a book or two that did change your life and still impacts you now? Well, I have a number of books that are just uh, blessings to me. One book that changed my life um, I'm a huge fan of Edgar Allan Poe, and uh, poetry has been uh, just a stream in my system. Um, it's a deep, dark situation, but I look for how the writing sings and plays on the literary tones. <clears throat> so Edgar was a huge fan of mine. I also love Dr. Joe Dispenza's book, How to uh, Break the Habit of Becoming You, How to Lose Your Mind and Create Another. That's a phenomenal book. Oh, that would be a very... Great book to. We're going to put both those. Uh, well, the book you want to recommend from Edgar Allan Poe, and he's our Baltimore hero here, and obviously the Ravens are named after his poem. So yeah, gosh, my favorite. In my heart to pulsate. <laughs> <laughs> so we're going to be going to break. Can you share how people can reach you, connect with you? Yes, you know we've got the cruise coming up uh, on November 9th through the tenth. The Leadership Empowerment Cruise and. You can get more information on that by going to my website, SharonFriendSpeaks.com or LeadHershipCruise.com and the office number is 678-602-2899. Look forward to hearing from you so I can know how to best serve you. And uh, what is the itinerary for that cruise? Oh, wow. We've got six days of uh, high-seat sailing. We've got... Um, leaving on that Saturday throughout the Friday, we're going to Cuba 
for two days in Cozumel. Everybody wants to go to Cuba. So this is a great opportunity for us to rally around that call and find more out about this culture shift that's happening in Cuba. We were calling speakers and um, authors and entrepreneurs who simply want to take their message to the next level. Lots of great workshops, great excursions, wonderful opportunities for humanitarian efforts to help the folks there in Havana, Cuba, as they pronounce it, and leave our footprint and amplify what they're doing. Well, God bless you for that. I, I have to say that I, was, I had a little bit of trepidation in my decision to stay here and, and do two books and spend time with my son and my family. And Cuba was one of the things that was possibly on the balance that I would lose. And here I talk to you the day I make the decision and you say, hey, the cruise is going to Cuba. And I was like, God, thank you for having Sharon and thank you for Joyce uh, bringing this solution because I really do want to go to Cuba uh, being at, a, uh, I guess, 103 countries. That will be my 104th and a nice, nice passport stamp. So we will return in a minute or two and continue the show. See you in a couple minutes. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. The Umbrella Syndicate amplifies good causes, good people, and good messages. They offer a suite of services that help people and businesses gain better exposure. Through working with the Umbrella Syndicate, you gain the ability to reach an audience of 50,000 unique people a week. They have recently reached over 20,000 followers on Facebook. You can view their photography and how they use it as a strong promotional tool on their Facebook fan page, facebook.com slash The Umbrella Syndicate. Show them your support by liking their page. Effective leadership is what will propel the world, organizations, and businesses through a range of dynamic changes. How do you keep up with these changes, build skills, and lead effectively? Listen for Innovative Leaders Driving Thriving Organizations with Maureen Metcalf. Maureen offers tools and engaging guests who are leaders in their field. With each week, you'll work on and improve your skills to lead with confidence and drive your organization's success. Tune in every Tuesday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time, 11 a.m. Pacific on Voice America Business. Each week, Larry Sternberg joins Dr. Kim Turnage to explore management issues from culture to discipline in Managing to Make a Difference. Join Talent Plus for 60 minutes of dynamic conversation, including real-life management examples helping you manage teams across the globe. This series airs on Voice America, the business channel, Thursdays at 5 p.m. Eastern, 2 p.m. Pacific. Managing to Make a Difference every Thursday afternoon with Larry Sternberg and Dr. Kim Turnage. Bob Pritchard has over 30 years of experience as a straight-talking business consultant and author working with some of the top Fortune 500 companies. Now he's come to the Voice America Business Channel to help you and your business. Tune in to the Bob Pritchard Radio Show for information about starting and successfully running a profitable business. From the movers and shakers to great marketing screw-ups, you can't afford to miss a single edition of the Bob Pritchard Radio Show, Tuesdays at 5 p.m. Pacific, 8 p.m. Eastern on Voice America Business. From the boardroom to you, Voice America Business Network. This is Amplify. 
To reach the show today, please call 1-866-472-5790. That's 1-866-472-5790. We also would love to hear from you via email to info at umbrellasyndicate.com. Now, back to Amplify. Welcome back to the second half. Wow, that first half went by in a snap or two. And uh, we got to know Sharon a little bit better, but I'd like to dig a little deeper and find out specifically about, you had mentioned the cruise. Why did you pick Cuba and, and what was it that inspired you besides the fact that that's just a really cool place to go? Well, this is our fifth anniversary. We've been doing this now for five years and I wanted to do something different. I wanted to give our guests an opportunity to go in a different direction. And um, so we thought, well, why not do something provocative something that everybody would say, wow, I want to be a part of that. And it gives us an opportunity to peek behind the curtain that's fastly opening up, but um, we want to get there and see how we can connect with women, teach leadership skills there, if at all possible, with a nonprofit women's organization, and leave our mark through some sort of humanitarian effort. So that was one of the pivotal reasons why I chose Cuba for the 2017 fifth anniversary cruise. What is the, the women's organization, if you have that handy? We are talking right now with a number of uh, potentials. We are looking at, in fact, I got one email back from a potential uh, contact in Cuba, or Cuba as they call it, this morning. I also have a friend of mine who works in Ecuador, and she is a member of Water Bearers. These are people who go around the world digging wells and making sure that people in third world countries have fresh water. They have some sisters who are involved in the Cuba uh, connection process, and so hopefully we can connect with them to serve them as well. So as soon as we get the specifics, I'll pass it on. And when did you actually publish your book, Leadership? The book, Leadership, is a fascinating story. The book was published about three years ago, four years ago perhaps, And it came about because I had a speaking gig in Maui, and um, when I told them what I spoke about, including Lead Hership, they were fascinated by the Lead Hership philosophy, which I've been teaching for quite some time. And they said, well, we want you to come and talk about that. I hadn't written the book, uh, but I knew that it was an opportunity for me to leverage and to leave my mark in Hawaii with a personal, practical, tangible way. And I had 30 days to write this book, and I did it in 30 days. And it profiles anchors to the leadership philosophy. And those anchors and those principles are ownership, relationship, scholarship, and stewardship. So it seeks to help women and men deal with owning and taking full and complete responsibility of their lives if they want to move if they want to grow, if they want to expand, if they want to become better people, better human beings, also to develop strong, healthy, non-toxic relationships that feed their soul and nurtures their hearts. Then there is the scholarship, which is constantly learning and growing and stretching and becoming bigger than who you were last week or last year. And then the last anchor is stewardship, is giving back, being responsible for the talents and gifts that God has given you, has gifted you with, 
and turning around now and giving back, lifting as you climb, tithing, uh, becoming involved in humanitarian effort, which is why we always tag the cruise with something that we can do to help edify, uplift, and build other people up. So if you want toxicity in your life, this book is just not for you. <laughs> oh, my goodness. And who wants toxicity, now, right? <laughs> well, no, you don't. But I, I want to apologize to you, Sharon, and I can't believe, you know, one of the first shows that I were honoring you, and I did not enunciate very well, lead her ship, and I do apologize that I kind of slimmed over that a little too quick, so I will make sure it goes a little. And I am going to, uh, I am going to come back to be your brother and make you proud, and I'm going to write lead him ship, all right? So. <laughs> Or lead his ship. <laughs> leadership. <laughs> but you know, you guys well, already have leadership. I mean, really? <laughs> Do you need another leader? <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I, I totally appreciate the leadership, uh, lead hership so much that we had talked about this second, uh, the sequel to the uh, 50 book challenge possibly being a 50 book empowerment challenge for uh, women who want yeah. to be more confident, be able to do uh, what they want to do with their vision, their mission in life. And I think this book is so vital. And I, I know that my company has flourished as a result of uh, leaders, uh, women leaders who are empowered. And without them embracing what I, I was going to say, without them embracing my vision, I don't know if we'd be on the, the line right now. Yes, and I believe when you look at the stats, uh, women constitute 20, uh, rather 51% of the population here in the States, in this country, and uh, what we bring to the table is not something that is in competition with men. We bring our glory and our strength and all of our goodness, and uh, we can complement so much more. Um, we can bring a, a totality to the challenges that we face. And there, again, I must say, there is, to me, I feel it, I sense it, I talk to other women, and the conversation, not just in America, but across the globe, there is this tectonic shift as to what leadership looks like. You see a lot of companies embracing uh, a more warmer definition of leadership, whether it's uh, more collaborative, synergistic in nature. These are character traits that were tend, uh, tended to be personifying weakness not too long ago, but we are understanding as a human race that half the population has a lot to give, and if we exclude them from the conversation in the C-suites and the corporations and the corporate rooms and the boardrooms, we're missing out on the magic of bringing all of our capacities to the highest level and allowing all of our boats to rise in that high tide. So I'm really excited about you know, giving that opportunity for women to not only find their voice in their space, but to just honor themselves as lead hers, as I call them. And, and not be ashamed and not quiet their voices because they feel that they might be offending somebody. There is a double standard that we will address, uh, but women show up in all their glory and they shift the atmosphere. They soften the conversation. They lend so much magnanimous worth to what is uh, on the table for discussion. So kudos to you for understanding and uh, elevating women in, in your department, in your business, and knowing that we bring so much worth and value. I, I can't agree more. When I worked uh, in the very beginnings of the Umbrella Syndicate going to lead hership events, but there were really women empowerment events or conferences, the, the support the next day when were, the photos were posted about how people got so much value and giving shout-outs to each other and, and really building each other up 
And I think that that is the distinction that you're speaking of in leadership. And so I, I want to make sure that that 50 book challenge that when people are reading that, that it, it's for anybody. But I think the other shift is because of social media. We have shifted from uh, scarcity to abundance because when we're able to be more transparent and have clarity, we have to really show up accountable. And if you look yeah. at the five-star review system, if you are a horrible boss, it's going to be known on social media. And so people have had to adjust themselves for survival's sake, first and foremost, but it's so beautiful that this has caused people to step up and actually be great leaders, be great businesses, great, uh, have, have pride in making sure that they're delivering a service or a product they can stand behind. I mean, Amazon is one of the key examples of why what you're speaking of works. Yes, absolutely. That's one of those companies that understands that there's an emotional connection to productivity, that if you allow people to feel their greatness while they're sitting in their cubicle or outside uh, the cubicle, they feel like they matter, that their voices count, whether they're women or men. They will work harder for you if you acknowledge them as human beings and, and you, you treat them as the rock stars. You, know, you treat them as the significant people who are not just putting another cog in, in, in the wheel but are creative. And, and Google does that. There's so many great companies that are now allowing people to be creative in their space and, and suggest ideas and push back if they think there's something wrong with the company. Their voices are being heard and they're being honored for speaking up and speaking out in a respectful way. And so, you know, sometimes you have, women ask, so what do I do when I walk into the boardroom? And, and you don't shy. You, you respect yourself and respect others and speak your truth. Uh, yeah. So I'm loving what's happening, this conversation that's going on around the country as to what we bring and softening the discussion and knowing that people really want to work and bring out the best in themselves. And they all wear the sign that says, make me feel loved, make me feel appreciated, make me feel like I matter. Right. And I want to say that with your book being published, I'm, I'm guessing that's really changed your life a lot. And can you share how it has? Wow. What, what has happened for me is the responses and reactions I get from people who have read the book it has me, of course, because you get the words first, making sure that I'm responsible for my life. I take ownership. I have no excuses. Uh, you know, whatever happens is not so much what happens to us in life. It's how we respond, and that's where the responsibility comes from. How do you respond when life deals you out the lemons? It's not so much the that in itself that's pivotal. It's how you take those lemons and make lemonade, as they always say. It's how you take the bad and find the good in it, and you find the rainbow. I always use the analogy of a coin. There, there are two sides to a coin, and life is just like that coin. You've got your opportunities, and you've got your difficulties. If you take responsibility for your life, you'll realize that you have the choice to look at opportunities that are inside, hidden inside those difficult moments. Life will get difficult, but we can't blame other people and look for a scapegoat and not look at ourselves and say, how can I course correct? How can I fix this? Fix this. Even if it's not your fault, how can I get some value from that? So yes, this book has changed my life, but most profoundly is when you stumble across someone two years down the road or two years before and, and, and they say, those words really shifted me. That can, Joyce. Gita, that's the power of words. 
the power of words, the power to create, the power to destroy, the power to harvest, the power to plant, the power in words, just incredible. So I'm awfully honored to be a journalist because you can shift the conversation, shift um, relationships by just walking in and speaking some words that will either cause a fire or keep people warm. It's just how you approach it through the, the magnanimous, powerful words you speak. Well, to compliment your book and your message and the show, we won't go into details, or I shouldn't say details, but we won't go into depth about LeaderCast, but you're speaking at LeaderCast. If you'd just be so kind as just to share the date and how people can find out about that because you're speaking there, and that's really supporting not only your message but what the show's about. Absolutely. LeaderCast is just a phenomenal program. If you've heard of it, uh, they are building leaders worth following. And uh, that's what we're all about here, amplifying leaders that are worth following, right? And so every year, LeaderCast Live brings together the largest uh, combination of speakers worldwide. Last year, we had 220,000 people simulcasting around the world. And the day before that wonderful live production, we've got LeaderCast Labs. And this year, I have the most amazing opportunity and so honored and humbled to speak on vision. There'll be four people speaking on various categories of leader, leadership skills. And I'll be talking about the vision that you've got to cast for yourself and for your life. And that's May 4th for LeaderCast Lab and May 5th for LeaderCast Live. If you want more information on this, you just go to your website, uh, to Google, and plug in LeaderCastLive.com to get the tickets. It's Life transforming, and it's in Atlanta. It's also simulcast, correct? Yes, it is. Mm-hmm. Hot Atlanta, as you call okay. it. Okay. At this time of the show, Sharon, as you know, we typically spend a couple minutes talking about next week's guest. But because this show has gone so quickly, I would like to move that we keep it a secret. I think let's build the suspense okay. and release it. Release it on social, so we're actually mm-hmm. causing the movement to find out what the next message of gold nugget that we're going to get it. And instead, I would like to take the very valuable minutes we have and invite our team with Geetha, Geetha starting first, Joyce second, me third, asking a quick question of you to get to know you better and you giving a quick response and seeing how many questions we can knock out before the end of the show. Yeah. Geetha, you want to start? Sure, I would love to. Uh, Sharon, share one of your favorite poems of any of your favorite authors. Oh, my. Well, of course, I've got to talk about the Poe. I, I spoke earlier about Edgar Allan Poe. I, I love The Raven, and I, I love the telltale. Uh, that's, not a, a, that's a short story. The Raven, it, it's just the, the literary genius behind it. I just absolutely love that. And there is a poem in my book called Time. It speaks about the, the importance of capturing every moment, the slither of an, an hour. Capture the moment, because once it's gone, it's gone, and, and we can't get that time back. It's, uh, it's in my book, I think, the Wired to Win book. But, yeah, for sure, the, the importance of time. Uh, in addition to your mom, Sharon, who is the next top influencer in your life? Wow. Uh, there's so many, but I'll choose one, because this was someone who was very pivotal. I remember when I was, um, I grew up in Hartford, Connecticut, and there was a pastor, a co-pastor in my church, Eddie Howard. And um, everyone knew I was, in, it was going to be a speaker because I started speaking very young and early. And he'd corner me after a Sunday service and say, Sharon, you know you're going to be 
the next Jessica Savage. You're going to work for CNN. I was a teenager, but he planted a seed. That's so very important for parents to plant mm-hmm. those positive seeds because they lead, to po- they lead to positive power years later. And I wasn't even thinking about CNN, but lo and behold, years later, I ended up working for CNN. And I remember what he said, Sharon, you're going to work for CNN. When I didn't, mm-hmm. I wasn't big enough to even dream it for myself, but he cast the die. And I followed through. So I'm, I'm so appreciative and thankful for those wonderful people who've sown such great uh, seeds in my life. Okay, my turn. So with this new platform and the power of our team, a genie comes down and says to you, who are three people you'd like to have on the show within the next year? Who are those three people? Oh, my, 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 my. Whoa. First of all, I'd love to have Arianna Huffington. Because she, to me, uh, really represents someone who's shifting and going into an, an area that will benefit the world, talking about uh, your health and your well-being after having run a corporation and exhausted herself to the point of almost death. She is now resurrecting her life and saying, really, what's important? What should I be amplifying? So that's one. And I think um, another person that I'd love to be able to talk to is uh, Cheryl Sandberg. Um, We're reading her book now, uh, Lean In, and I think she would be an awesome get. She is the COO of uh, Facebook. I think that's her title, yes. And uh, she has some great nuggets as to how to lead our lives by leaning in and taking advantage of everything we ought to be as human beings. And then there is one person I know, Ken, you and I agreed upon. You remember who we were talking about, Mr. Gladwell himself. You know, Malcolm oh, Gladwell, yes. I love him. <laughs> <laughs> so we have We've planted gotten... the seeds. You said seeds, and now we've planted them. And yes, now we must, I love actually, it. we must prove that this platform is where they want to feed. Indeed. I'm working on it. And it's spread their to, knowledge. It's going to happen for sure. Oh, it will. And Gita, round two, quick question, quick answer. We're almost at the end of the show. Awesome. Uh, Sharon, which is the favorite place on sea you would want to take your leadership cruise? Yet again. My favorite, my favorite place I'd like to take the leadership cruise? Mm-hmm. Oh, wow. Um, I, I have uh, one of my quests is to, uh, to visit all of the, um, the continents. And Alaska, of course, is in our continent, but I wanted to make sure that we go to the Mediterranean because there's just, it's chock full of history, and I'm a history buff, whether it be uh, the West Bank or Israel or you know, Egypt or those areas that are thousands of years of historicity that one can marvel at them standing, the evidence of, of humanity so long ago. I would love to take the leadership cruise there. I can just see you reading Edgar Allan Poe in Antarctica. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, never more. (laughs) Joyce, Joyce, your turn. Okay, well, Sharon, with all you read, I know you have an anchor quote somewhere. So what would be an anchor quote for you? One of my quotes, and, and I'll make this really quickly. I've got a few favorites, but my first boyfriend gave me this quote, And I love him today because of that. He said, life can teach us a lot if we only pay attention. And it was actually, I used it from a high school, uh, uh, my high school book, my yearbook, because I felt, I thought it was so profound. He was a very profound person. (laughs) But another thing he told me years later, he probably lifted this from someone else. He says, you know, he asked, what is the most important day on the calendar? 
it's not the day you were born, and you probably heard this quote before, but it's the day you found out why. And that, that was mm-hmm. a profound quote to me. And the last one is by Tony Robbins. He said, life is a gift. And it offers mm-hmm. us the opportunity, uh, the privilege, and the responsibility to give something back by becoming more, by amplifying who you are, by digging deep and finding the best you possible. I love that quote. I love the fact that you, you dropped the word amplified at least 60 times. And if I forget the name of the show, all I need to do is ask you. <laughs> so with the, with the final minute, what are you most proud of? I'm most proud of the fact that I have been able to bless so many lives. People come and they tell you the words you've said have moved me to change my life. That is such a humbling thing. Again, the power of words. That is a gift. And there's a scripture in the Bible that says, I have given you the tongue of the learned, that you might be able to give a word in time of weariness. And I live my life by that. I'm humbled by the opportunity to use words to elevate and to bless people to feel better about themselves. With that, I get down on my knees, Sharon, and I ask you to only say one word. Will you oh be my, my co-host? Well, oh my goodness, Ken, stop it. If, if, listen, if this was television, you'd be seeing me blushing, and I'm not even white. I'm so, you know, <laughs> you'd see me <laughs> <blushing>. <laughs> so my question is, uh, will you put the rock in the mail? We can seal this deal. <laughs> <laughs> As they say, the rock is in the mail. I did okay. mail it earlier today in anticipation that you'd say that. So you are physically getting... I was going to put a pebble. I went with a rock. All right. So you. Okay. As long Sharon as it's, Frame, a, it's a you, golden nugget. Okay. <laughs> Sharon Frame, you have been amplified. You are such a beautiful person, beautiful spirit. And I am so thankful to God for Joyce and, Joyce and Gita making sure they round out the team and make us all shine. So thank you very much. We'll see you next week. And boy, the secret guest we have. Can you believe Uh-oh. it? Go be awesome. See you next week. Thanks. Take care. What a We hope you've enjoyed this week's edition of Amplified. Be sure to join Ken Rashad again next Tuesday afternoon at 2 p.m. Pacific Time and 5 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Business Channel. Now, go get your message heard.